1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In 1877. The earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory. At the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Seventh is secured in the Premier League. First time back. Fantastic result. Fantastic season. But Wolves can still have a say in the title race. It's off to Anfield next for the final game of the season. Liverpool need to win. They need to outdo Manchester City's result. But we also talk everything Wolves from the win over Fulham, Dr. Nuno, and everything else in between. episode 75 of the 77 club your pundits this week are harry mansell hello everyone dan bayliss hello wolves fans and jack williams hello everybody so harry uh, unchanged side no surprises there for fulham and it was a fantastic start and i thought jota should have had a penalty in that first half yeah it was a fantastic start and like you say should have had a penalty and as we said before on the uh, podcast the week before I didn't know what was going to happen really after Sammy come on and spoiled our hope thinking we were going to win like 3-0 I was thinking it'd be a narrow win and it did turn out to be to be honest um, it always looked like we were going to win and thankfully Dendonka put that goal away and we were well away and got the win which was a good end to the day after Sinkara's appearance and things like that 
Well, Harry, you managed to find one on the floor, didn't you? Because, I mean, you, you were <laughs> desperate to get one for the vlog. And you managed to... F- I think we found one on a post <laughs> yeah. or something. So, I mean, it might be covered oh. in dog piss. Yeah. But, it did smell uh, a mask piss, is yeah. a mask. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, it sort of... It lifted the crowd almost, didn't it, Jack? Well, I was going to say before you asked me about the game that um, just come clean and say I didn't go to the game on Saturday. I was watching it on a very uh, temperamental stream on my phone. So I know bits of what happened, but obviously I can't really comment on the atmosphere, Harry's mask or... <laughs> Any other antics of the day? Perfect. And uh, Bayless, you're also <laughs> playing cricket. Chuck <laughs> oh. <laughs> me under the bus. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I did. I did watch the majority of it actually because we were batting first, so I did see the game on a very illegal stream. <laughs> um, I thought it should have been more than one nil, to be honest. From what I watched, I thought we controlled the entire game. They had one chance. That was it. Mitrovic. I remember. Yeah. Perfect. Well, if you're still listening, well done for keeping with us. Um, so. Harry, it, it just wouldn't go in at times, would it? Uh, uh, Dendonka hit the bar. Jossa was really close in that second half. He smashed the bar as well. But I thought it was some really, really good link-up play again between Jimenez and Jota. Like you say, they are like spaghetti and bolognese, and that's continued. No, it was. Um, obviously, I, I think I kept saying to you, please just don't... I just don't want it to be like Brighton again. But it was a bit... We Obviously, we had a lot more chances we did against Brighton. We did dominate them. And watching it back on the night on Match the Day, back when they clipped all the highlights we had, it was a bit of a little bit of a domination, wasn't it? So it's just good, good that we kept going. Because, you know, if their heads could have gone down, you could start to feel it a little bit in the stadium as well. Because obviously a win was huge, wasn't it? To try and get seventh. And obviously Sin Cara watching the eyes are on us. All the Mexico fans probably tuning in. So great finish as well in the end. Great volley. And... Um, it tops off a great last home game of the season. Certainly did, and Jack reaching that 57-point mark in the Premier League. It's the most by a newly promoted side since Ipswich in 2000-2001, who managed to get a, a massive 66 points. But it, it's just, it's almost, when you look at the table, ifs and buts, isn't it? Because you go, it's a fantastic total, but the form against the, the bottom sides it has just been awful. I mean, regardless of what happens on Sunday now, it's just it's been an absolutely incredible season. And even the most optimistic of Wolves fans... It would have exceeded their expectations obviously it's also quite a weird one because there's been there's been highs and low points at the same time as well but you look back on the season as, as a whole we've massively overachieved we've more than held our own and you know to have the best uh, best return from a promoted team in what 17-18 years is a real mm-hmm. testament to how well we've coped with this step up so um, yeah it's, it's brilliant it's an absolutely brilliant season and Nuno and the boys need to be really really proud of themselves and now hopefully now that we've secured that seventh spot Man City can do us a favour and do what we <laughs> couldn't do at Wembley and beat Watford <laughs> Dan Fulham obviously already relegated and, and they've actually lost 25 Premier League games this season which is just astounding isn't it and they'd conceded 76 in the build up to this but you just had that feeling I think in the build up and obviously Harry mentioned it before as when Sammy did the away perspective last week is that everybody seemed to get a little bit nervous and the more people you spoke to seemed to feel the same yeah you sort of get that with teams that have got nothing to play for haven't you they play with that sort of carefree attitude where they can go out and do what they want but again as, we, as we've as we already touched on we, we did control the game and Wolves played a real professional style of football where they managed it perfectly and got the goal we've done it a couple of times where we haven't got the goal and we've had nil-nil draws but um, this was a lot more of a complete performance and what we should be doing against the bottom teams a few times we, we've come unstuck and um that's more of what we want to see. A 1-0 win against a bottom team is perfect. Harry, Matt Doherty, fantastic game for him again. And, you know, he's the assist king at the moment. And he was in there for, for Dendonka for the goal. 
yeah, incredible. And, you know, he's dipped slightly lately, I'd say. But it was another good performance by him. But he's up there with one of the players of the season, isn't he? So, got to give him credit. And the amount of goals of assists he's got from that right wing, right wing back position has been incredible. And just, uh, we were just talking on WhatsApp after, weren't we, about like... Um, Obviously, Sessegnon, who I know we joke about, thought he had a poor game for Fulham on that right side for them. I thought Babel was quite good, but we did. We controlled it. And Mitrovic, I mean, we all won him, but he probably should have buried their only chance, shouldn't he? That one he skied yeah. over the bar. So, yeah. yeah. Um, fair play to Fulham, though. You know, they uh, they, they came and give it a go, because they're already relegated with about four of their fans up in that corner. So, yeah, good result in the end. Uh, Jack, in terms of a, a man of the match, from what you saw, is there uh, anyone that, that sticks out? <laughs> As I said, it was a very sort of uh, intermittent uh, stream. I thought Jimenez had a quiet game. I don't know if the goals yeah, agree with did, that. Yeah, he did, yeah. I don't know if that was extra pressure on him due to the fact that, you know, the whole Mexican thing with Sin Cara being over and all these this extra audience. Uh, man of the match-wise, I'm not sure, because obviously it was, I was watching in a car with an intermittent sort of signal, so I <laughs> didn't watch the whole sort of game. It kept cutting out. Um, but Dendonka scored, took his chance well, actually. It was a good goal, so you maybe give him a shout. Um or look, at, if you look, at, one thing we did do is the defence coped pretty well from what I saw with a team that we have struggled against in recent games as well. So maybe give, give one of those a shout out. You know, Co didn't get absolutely given the runaround by Mitrovic. So yeah, good one, good one for him really. But it was a sort of a case of, it looked like we, I was sort of resigned to the fact that we weren't going to break them down. It was going to finish a draw. As I said on the pod last week, I'd have been quite happy with a draw really. I don't think it would be the end of the world. But it, in the end, it was a decent performance. But I'll, I'll let the other guys give their opinion on manners of the match. You probably uh, watched it more than I did. <laughs> Harry, who, who would you say would, would fall into that? Uh, definitely Will Norris when he come on for that. That one oh, minute at the fantastic end. Fantastic The way he ran on cameo. and clapped the crowd. Brilliant. Incredible. He did. No, yeah. uh, but Doherty. I'd give it Doherty on a serious note. I think Will Norris actually took longer to take his gloves off than he was <laughs> on the pitch for, which I didn't really get it. And Kilman as well. I didn't even really get the point. I think, well, Nuno promised it, didn't he? He promised that they'd get a run out. So he's just doing it there, obviously, because he wants to play the strong team at Liverpool. That was like a, a take the piss run out, there, wasn't it? That was literally <laughs> for the last eight yeah. seconds of the game, but he knew the whistle was going to go. And I don't know whether it was a time wasting thing, but would you, if you're, if you're one of then would you count that as a Premier League appearance if you didn't touch the ball oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think the dick of the day goes to John Moss doesn't it Harry I think oh, it's probably yeah, the worst yeah. performance we've seen this season by a referee yeah we were discussing it after again and it, like, the classic saying is if you don't notice the referee's done a brilliant job but bloody hell it become the John Moss show didn't it apart with some of the decisions <laughs> he was making just like beyond a joke um, yeah he had a really bad really really bad game for, like probably the, one of the most noticeably bad refereeing performances I can remember because obviously usually they can have a bad one but he stuck out was it worse than Bournemouth? yeah it was, he was oh, yeah, bad man yeah. he was bad I think wow. With that Jota penalty appeal, for me, it's a penalty because, mm. you know, any contact in the box, I think, is, is given these days and obviously got carded for it. The first one that, that um, didn't get given that was sort of in the D from Jota, that was, de- that was a definite foul. I don't know what was going on then. And obviously the yeah. subsequent one he booked him for, which was probably less of a foul than the other one. But both instances, you could easily see them given. And I think it was very harsh for him to get booked on for, for that occasion, really. Damn man the match. Oh, watching it from the position I watched it from, I can't really comment. First slip. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, from what I watched of the game, when we picked the ball up, we moved the ball really quickly and switched it really quickly. So, Cody. Yeah, it's some good crunching tackles, actually, as well. 
Actually, we'll switch that because Sam, you were actually there. You weren't like me and Dan being plastics. Uh, <laughs> it was your man of the match. Do you know what? It's probably the one that has been man of the match the most this season. Matinho is just—he mm. was everywhere, and he, he always is. He's always digging in with tackles and and crunching ones, but also being able to pick those passes as well. He just gets everyone else going. I think it gives people like Jota the confidence as well to burst forward like he has been doing over the last couple of months but I want to play you a clip of the goal but it's the goal with what I believe is Mexican commentary and I think Mexican commentators get paid by the vowel hang on wait, let's see if we can get this Doherty anotó un gol pero estaba en posición ilícita recibe Moutinho Doherty el centro ahí está Excellent. Right, OK. Um, obviously, with Nuno getting his doctorate at the University of Wolverhampton, uh, we've got a doctor game. So what I've got are three songs that are doctor-based, so that'll give you a little bit of clue of, of what they are. So in Nevermind the Buzzcock style, Harry, I'll start with you. I'll give you the first few lines. This should be good. And you've just got to give, <laughs> give me the next line of the song. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I've got a bad case of loving you. No pill's going to cure my ill. Would you like to see me sleep on that hill? It isn't, no, unfortunately, <laughs> no. It's, I've got a bad case of loving you. I thought I'd give you the oh. easy one. Uh, Bayliss, yeah. you swept my feet right off the ground. You're the love I found. I actually have not got a clue. Dr. Jones, Jones, call in Dr. Jones. <laughs> Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones, get up now. Wake oh. up now. Jack, finish us off. Yeah. One, two, Prince's Neil before you. That's what I said now. Um, I told the witch doctor I was in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> we look for princes, princes who adore you. Just go ahead now. That's the spin doctors and two princes, which is a great tune. I did tune. know that. <laughs> Excellent. Right, okay. Um, we will move on now to Liverpool. So get, let's get a, an away perspective with a difference. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? So a special away perspective this week. Obviously, Liverpool away on Sunday. And my dad is on the line. Hi, Dad. Hello, son. Good evening. <laughs> so I can remember being sat around the table at Christmas dinner uh, 2018. Obviously, uh, you and Uncle Gary were actually... Uh, quite reserved following the tuna win for Liverpool at Molyneux. Although I did catch a wry smile across the table, so I sent you that picture of the teams that have messed it up after being top at Christmas in the Premier League. And uh, it's, there's one team that's done it twice, and that's Liverpool. But I just want to start, because you're at Anfield midweek against Barcelona. I guess it's going to be a pretty similar atmosphere, because they're going as the underdogs in the league, and they were in the Champions League at the time. So just what was that atmosphere like to begin with? Tremendous. I mean, as I've discussed before, it was a, a crackling atmosphere from, from the get-go, really. Um, I think from our performance in Barcelona, boded well. I mean, the 3-0 scoreline to a neutral, having not seen the game, would have uh, thought, well, we've been put to the sword. But that was far from the, from the true reflection of the game, really. And I think keeping a clean sheet, well, there's been about 19, 20 clean sheets this season, proving that we can do. And with a bit of a bit of luck that we didn't get in the first game, and 
with the crowd behind. I mean, it's just a 12th man, isn't it? But uh, I think to a man, everybody put in a performance. And I think regardless of what sort of statue, statue you have from a Messi or a Suarez angle, it's going to get to you when that crowd starts to rock. I think Arsene Wenger was on TV on one of the channels before saying that the, the one place you definitely don't want to go for a return leg in, in any competition is Anfield. And I guess that proved the case for that Champions League game. Most definitely. And being the underdog and whatever you want to call it, you know, our two star players up front as part of the, you know, the Fab Three missing, everything was stacked against us. But um, I think Klopp has installed a mentality that has grown throughout his tenure to be fair it was obviously disappointing for Liverpool fans on Monday night when one Belgian put one top bins and it was over to Divock Origi the other Belgian for you to obviously make a mark on that Champions League game is Klopp going to have a selection headache for the game against Wolves because obviously Salah is expected to be fit following his concussion uh Good question. I think Firmino is very doubtful. Salah will definitely play. Uh, he played Origi against Newcastle, so I think he will. If Firmino is not not fit, he will play that uh, same three up front. Um, the selection headache with Shaq Shakiri is where where he might uh, might use him uh, instead of the, the midfield three. But um, bottom line is that the we need a result on we need to do the business and beat you guys um, otherwise it's game over anyway and as proven yes, last night the uh, you never know um, it's going to be a tricky one isn't it because uh, obviously a point could potentially be enough but obviously Brighton I think would have to win about 4-0 um, to have any chance of the goal difference it coming down to goal yeah. difference. So, and they've only won. I think their biggest win this season has been three-one, and that was against Crystal Palace. Um, but it's at the Amex, isn't it? So you never know. Do you think it'll be a case of Liverpool constantly on the attack? Because obviously, we know that Wolves like playing against those top six sides that like to play football. I would like to think so. I mean, the uh, the fact that there's nothing on it for Brighton may work bizarrely in a positive manner. Newcastle proven on Saturday that given the circumstances and the will and the crowd behind you, who knows, you know. Yeah. I mean, they, they gave a very good account of themselves for what is a, a bottom six position that they found themselves in. And, um, all you can ask for is that they give it the best, you know, and City have proven to be a little bit shaky at the moment and who would have thought that Vincent Company would have come up with a, a howitzer to finish the game on uh, Monday night <laughs> it's, it's been oh, I'm 28 and so I've never seen Liverpool win the league does it ever feel like I'm a bit of bad luck um, there's been occasions two most <laughs> prominent ones in 14 and 09 where there were situations where as a Liverpool fan we maybe should have gone on but you've got to go and finish the job but uh if you'd have told me in 1990 that I'd be waiting in 2019 for the next trophy, well, the, the Premiership trophy as it is, or league title as it was there, I'd have said, uh, I'll have a bet with you now, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> as you do, many, many times. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, don't get it straight, that if, if, uh, if Man City drop points but Wolves get something, then my Christmas is cancelled. 
<laughs> well, Dad, finish us off then with a score prediction. Um, I will go for a two-nil. I think we'll need to score early, and it. I mean, one thing with you guys, it will be a learning process for the types of. I mean, I think it depends on how Nuno sets up the types of Neves and uh, the like under pressure I mean it'll be a good learning curve and learning process for next season to the Wolves because they've done exceptionally well this year and they've been a a pleasure to watch you know I've had that uh, opportunity this year uh, to see them a few times so uh, so, yeah well I've had Connie Connor Cody to score Wolves to win 2-1 that's 185 to 1 Good luck with that. I think Cody will be. Uh, <laughs> he'll have other things on his mind. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's going to be between two minds, I suppose, isn't he? Because he is a red. Um, but but we shall see. Well, Dad, thanks for coming on the Seventy Seven Club. Fantastic debut. You're welcome. And hope it's a good game anyway. Son. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? So there you go. There's a Liverpool perspective for uh, this week, and it's. A huge game, isn't it, Harry? In terms of the title race, in terms of the season as a whole, obviously Wolves will want to go to Anfield and and spoil any potential party that may or may not happen. And if I was Liverpool, I don't think I'd want to be facing Wolves last game of the season. I think I'd much be playing Brighton. Yeah, definitely. Um, Obviously, the old cliche is we're amazing It's the top six. It's a big game. I mean, I know we're cemented in seventh and nothing can change, but we're part of something that matters, aren't we? You know, it's the last game, it's the total race. Wolves would love to spoil that party, let's be honest. And I know the likes of Jota, Neves, Jimenez, they're always up for the big games against the top teams. They all seem to up their game that little bit. And if we can do our classic soak up all the pressure and they might be on a bit of an hangover from the Champions League game with that fantastic 4-0 winning against Barcelona and we could just smash them on a break a few times and absolutely ruin their party but they've got the Champions League to look forward to so I'm sure uh, they'll get over it Now Jack it's a really weird situation isn't it because the only team so far to have done the double over us this season is the team that are dead bottom in the league so it could be up to Liverpool that would be the only other one at the other end of it Yeah so we're in the situation now whereby if we get anything on Sunday then as you say Huddersfield will be the only team that we've taken zero points off but if you look at our season from last season the only team we didn't beat if, if, I, if I'm wrong was Sunderland who finished bottom Correct. and yeah. got relegated yeah. so we didn't score a goal sort of, did we against Sunderland no 0-0 no. <laughs> no. and 3-0 and yeah, and we all saw that Sunderland documentary. And, uh, we were probably the only high point of it. But, um, so so yeah, it, it could could be like that. If I'm honest, I was kind of hoping that the game against Man City and Leicester um, on Monday night would have ended in a draw because then suddenly it just adds a little bit more spark and a little mm, bit more yeah, bite to the day. I I wasn't expecting what happened last night um, in the Champions League to happen with Liverpool, so fair play to them for that. But I still can't see anything more than Man City beating mm. Brighton and beating them comfortably, to be honest. And whether or not they've got something to play for or not, if they've been in a, a relegation strap now, then may, then maybe. But I just I just honestly I can't see it. But you say that Brighton did give them half a go in the FA Cup. They did, but then are they going to be as as bothered as? You know, the mm. prize at the end of this is just... is. Well, look how bothered we are about trying and, to stop Liverpool winning the league. And I watched the Brighton-Arsenal game. I watched the Brighton-Arsenal game Sunday and Brighton played well, man. Like, they proper battled for it and, you know, got the 1-1 draw, so... I, I would be shocked, but what I would like to happen is it just it's a swing somewhere on the day. Let's say Brighton go one nil up, and then yeah. suddenly there's a bit of pressure and a drama. bit of an atmosphere going on, and, it, and a bit of drama. So at least if we're watching it back on match of the day, they've got something to go and to talk about. Yeah, if Man City are 2-0 up at half-time, it's just 
boring. Yeah, yeah. it would be good if, if Brighton keep them out really, really late or, or something happens. So there is some drama. I'd like to be imbo- involved in it. I mean, there'd be nothing more, you know, more amusing than Brighton to one nil up with 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 ten minutes left. Uh, Liverpool are one nil up with ten minutes left, and then we score. <laughs> so Connor, Connor Cody scoring scoring the equaliser. That means the entire Cody family tree have to leave the northwest of England. <laughs> Dan, you made a good point there, though. Uh, with obviously Brighton are going to go and welcome City and, and want it's to good ruin that, the party. It's my one good point for the season. I've done it for the last game. Ex- well, well done. <laughs> but in terms, of, how would you approach it though? It's, it's strongest team territory. Obviously, we uh, put a poll out on Facebook, and I think something like was it seventy three percent said play your strongest team, mm, Harry. That yeah. was what it came out as. So obviously, Wolves fans want to cause a little bit of an upset and it's almost if Wolves get something from the game it's kind of a what could have been isn't it yeah and I think that's where I'm sort of thinking with Brighton as well is that why not if you are Chris Hewton say right come on then we haven't had the best season we've been scrapping for it let's really show ourselves today and stick a spanner in the works of the title yeah and Harry obviously we we were talking about it the other day weren't we with uh, Aguero against QPR and they had to go and do a job because Manchester United had put pressure on and and it came down to those last few seconds of that game for that fantastic piece of Martin Tyler commentary but you know they've done it before so they could do it again yeah and let's be honest like City are obviously incredible but there is pressure behind it so you know they've got to win Uh, they know that Liverpool are going to be trying to win and like I said a minute ago Brighton they drew with us Tottenham it took them that long to get that goal they drew 1-1 with Arsenal which was they played very well they were solid so you never know stranger things have happened in football who thought Liverpool were going to win 4-0 so yeah, if, Bright- if Brighton can you know get a one goal lead and hang on and hang on then obviously Liverpool are going to beat us and like Jack said I hope something like that does happen but just concentrating on us a minute if we play our strongest team we are more than capable of beating Liverpool with our tactics mm. like the Tottenham away you know there's so many games where we've done it Chelsea away where we just sat back held defensive really well hit them on the break get a goal and I'm I'm fairly confident we can actually get a result to be honest it's just mad when you need to do something when you have to do something how much harder it actually is to do Pressure. it yeah, yeah. The, yeah. I suppose the pressure would be, particularly if, if both games are nil-nil. Can you imagine the pressure building around Anfield if we've ten minutes left, both games are nil-nil, and they know a goal will get them the league? Mm. Then you know there's going to be pressure. And then Jota breaks, rounds the keeper, taps <laughs> it in like Andy Vyman. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a, I'll have an Iceland Christmas dinner for one. <laughs> You're out the will, mate. <laughs> <laughs> out the will, Norris. Right, okay, Dan, give us a score prediction. Oh, now you've got me excited. Two <laughs> well, one. That's what she said. Excellent, uh, Harry. <laughs> yeah, I, I said earlier. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go for a one-one. I'm going to have Jota to score for us. That's my prediction. And Eel. Four 0 Liverpool. <laughs> there he is. It'll probably <laughs> rain. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, to be honest, it, that that game midweek was absolutely incredible, wasn't it? And I think with with a fit Salah as well, adds a def, uh, definitely adds a different dimension, and that atmosphere will probably be electric. But we've got the best fans in the world, so we'll wait and see. We're going to play the strongest team, aren't we? Jack, me and Jack was on about this earlier on WhatsApp, weren't we? I'm surely Nuno's going to play the strongest team. Come on. So I know Jack mentioned Sunderland and he's, obviously we made Sunderland, a lot of changes. Sunderland shocked me last season. As I said before, though, I think considering what's riding on this game, it would be very disrespectful mm. of us to suddenly play a weakened team considering we've taken lots of points off big boys already playing our strongest team. But I wasn't expecting him to bring on Norris and Kilman the other day. So 
I, I don't know. Now the fact we have secured seventh, we've effectively got nothing to play for in terms of league position. But it's not going to change. It, just get, obviously, we've come seventh. It's a bit more than this now for us. But obviously, when you get promoted to the Premier League, Wolves fans look forward to like Anfield and things like that, don't they? So just for things like that, I think Nuno should play the strongest team. Just try and get us to, you know, beat a big team at a bigger way ground. I know we've got to try and change our mentality in that kind of way. But for me, I'd be very disappointed to say he started Norris or something. Or, you know, put Kilman in. Look, he's got to I'm go strong. Nuno's attitude this year, though. I don't think he's going to change a thing. No, I hope not. But... But what? But what if one of them picks up a really bad injury in this in this game? That's worth nothing. Well, to we've us got all summer, haven't we? You know, you can't. You know what I mean? It's nice yeah. if we've got the final coming up. If Will Norris goes in goal and Manchester City complain, bearing in mind that they couldn't get past him in 120 minutes of <laughs> football in League Cup last year. But if any, if form all this season is anything, anything to go by, the game against Fulham, Nuno actually named the 14th unchanged Premier League starting eleven this season and no side has done it more often um, other than Burnley who are on the same amount. So I mean, he does stick with those players and, and we know that. So I, I would be incredibly surprised if mm. he doesn't go for an un, at least an unchanged eleven, which is arguably the, the strongest level. Do you think there might be a case of if, particularly if we're like 3-0 down, we might bring on some kids yeah. with a bit longer to go yeah. than... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I think if, if it's done and dusted sort of thing. Um, yeah, I would have thought so. Uh, let's move on now to your latest betting odds and ticket news. Hi, I'm Kelly, Chris Kamara. You're listening to the 77 Club and it's unbelievable, Jim. Thanks, Chris. Cheers for that. Uh, yeah, as always, we've got our odds from fansbet.com. If you get over there, there are loads of wall specials. There are actually tons of specials, both sides, for the game that's coming up. Loads of boosted odds as well. I've tried to be as optimistic as possible this week, so I've asked the lads for a few scores. I've got one all. A couple of guys said one all draw. The first one I've got is one all, and Jimenez to grab a goal is 39 to 1, or Jota to get the Wolves goal is 54 to 1 yeah long yeah mm. then they start to get a bit silly so uh, and Matt Doherty to score any time and Wolves to win 2-0 139 to 1 <laughs> 2-0 <laughs> and then the one that we would love to see which is a 2-1 Wolves win Connor Cody to get a goal any time 184 to 1 and I've got to have a quid on it <laughs> oh, money bags! <laughs> I've got to have a pound. <laughs> Dan's putting all of his pocket money on it. <laughs> Look down the back of the sofa, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've got uh, to go on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. it's like a dream bet. It's it's written in the stars almost. I, I, I'll be honest. I I think those are odds a bit tight for that. <laughs> when's, the last, when's the last time Connor Cody scored? Bolton away, remember? The penalty. penalty. Bolton season. away penalty, wasn't it? Yeah. The penalty last season. He hasn't scored all season. He doesn't leave his own half. <laughs> yeah, so he's <laughs> in, it's in the stars. <laughs> yeah, but if, if it's in the stars, I want five hundreds for that. Uh, Jack, uh, ticket news. Yep, no news. Excellent. We'll move on to prize money. Hi, I'm Steve Ball, and you're listening to the 77 Club. So, uh, I think the Daily Mail did something this week on prize money for seventh place. It's going to be £27 million in terms of prize money for this season, which is obviously um, less than what we paid for Dendonka, Neves and Matinho. However, uh, Everton last year, once you put all of the payment, they finished... uh, 
seventh last year, by the way. Um, once you put all those payments together from uh, TV rights and, and sponsors and all that sort of thing, uh, they got 128 million pounds. So obviously, you know, it's it's so much bigger than than what the prize money offers. But obviously, it's the it's the prestige of being in the best league in the world. In terms of recruitment drive next year, Harry, adding 128 million pounds to to any coffers, as it were, is going to hopefully improve your side however if you look at the recruitment of Manchester United over the last few years I think they've spent £450 million and we've beaten them twice and drawn with them this season yeah and I think it's just proven with obviously the Fulham example as well I mean that's what's so pleasing what we've done we have spent money not as much as Fulham obviously but we've spent it correctly and uh, Jeff Shee and co have been very good with where they've spent their money and uh, Nuno won't have a certain type of character and Willie he picks and chooses well so yeah that's um, with this extra money we will get if there is going to be more available to us we've got to trust our owners and uh, the recruitment team that they will get the right personnel in Jack, how important is this summer going to be in terms of recruitment? Because it probably is realistically the last one where it's going to be acceptable to be spending not millions and millions of pounds on players because I think Arsene Wenger said it back when they had the chance to sign Mares for about 400 grand. He said, we can't go for those sort of players because we get hammered if we spend 400 grand on someone. Is this going to be one of the last windows, maybe the January one where we don't really do much business anyway? Is this this one where the recruitment has to be the right young and hungry players that aside from the obviously better players than in the Mick McCarthy era that came under that label? Well, I think the recruitment always has to be right. And if you look at someone like Matinho, it doesn't have to be a massive sort of player coming in on silly money, sort of um, on silly money transfer fees. Um, but it doesn't matter who you are and where you are in the league. If you want to stay in this league and improve, you have to invest in your squad each and every year. And if you look at the case of teams that didn't do that, I mean, look at Burnley last year. Yeah. Burnley last year finished in seventh. And I think they were about a week before the uh, start of the season. They hadn't signed anybody. And look, no. look what that happened. They were they're suddenly competing on not just in the Premier League, but also uh, in European football. And although they held their own in the European qualifying, they didn't have the legs to compete in the Premier League. And as such, their seventh place turned into you know a bottom half finish. So I trust with what I've seen so far that our recruitment will be follow the same model but it just so happens now we might have bigger budgets to play with and we will have bigger budgets to play with because obviously look at the Jimenez and breaking our transfer records so I think the number of pers- people we, sorry the number of people we bring in will depend on whether we're in Europe or not if we are we need to bring in at least five or six quality players do you echo that Dan? I completely echo it I think uh, as a project on the whole Wolves is obviously going in the right direction and we've got to cement it and to do that you have to improve the quality of the of the players Harry yeah and I, I saw earlier it's just come to my mind right now we, we're one of the favourites now to sign that Jao Felix who's an absolute he's, he's like touted as a hundred million yeah. Uh, Euro you wonder kid so obviously we're going to have a lot of people it's every window isn't it we're always going to have every Tom Dick and Harry who's Portuguese or whatever linked to us so yeah I think uh, we will get at least one superstar in I think but you've got to remember we have only just signed obviously Jimenez and we signed uh, like Johnny and that in January so it'd be interesting yeah, to see it's going to be um, yeah we are but obviously <laughs> you know you, like we say you've got to spend it wisely and it's going to be a summer of rumours as it always is I can't see that Yao Felix one being a thing though I think he'll go to like oh, not say we're not a top class. club but a, a top top club given his prospect and I think that might just be a bit of oh he's Portuguese I said um, I said the same about Matinho last summer though I was like Matinho ain't going to come to us I couldn't believe it when we signed him so I know it's, it's a bit different with a younger lad and more money but you never know 
Are we going to get to the point though where we have less Paul Gladdens and more Jao Martinos? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Because well, you are yeah. going to get a bum few. You are. <laughs> I think we're there. Yeah, we? we're definitely. You're gonna, no, I think you're always going to get a couple that are just oh, just yeah, don't look work at, out. Look at any club, There's, it doesn't matter who you sign. I mean, or how much their price tag is, you'll always get a flop. I mean, look at like a Fred or someone like that. Who's but... the guy that Everton bought from Barcelona, the centre back that was supposed to be brilliant, and I've hardly even heard his name mentioned. We oh, looked the, Colombi- the Colombian yeah. guy from the World Cup. Was it Colombian or Ecuadorian? Yeah, Colombian. He uh, was Colombian massive guy, black yeah. guy. Yeah. The really big guy we wanted, and then he went to Everton, and we're like, oh, <laughs> but Lima. You've never heard of his name? Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's Lima. Yeah, I mean, not everyone works out. Look at Bonatini. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but put it put it in this perspective, right? Arsenal have a transfer policy where they very very rarely sign players are over the sixty million pound mark. I think the most they paid was maybe Lacazette or ba- Bamiang is sixty Bamiang, million. Hang on, yeah. So. That's that would be them out of João Felix. Chelsea have a transfer ban. Yeah. Manchester City don't need him. Liverpool arguably don't need him. That comes down to the places of sixth and seventh, which is Manchester United and Wolves. Manchester United and Wolves potentially will be playing in the same European competition next year. What sets what sets those two aside? Because saying that, does that not give you a little bit more hope in yeah. terms of players? It doesn't to come to take Wolf? account of Bayern Munich, Dortmund, Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus, AC Milan, Napoli. Yeah. You could say Spurs as well, but they don't sign anybody. <laughs> But yeah, I get your point. But at the same time, those top six are the top six because they're established. And people, we might still be, we don't know yet, only time will tell. We still might be riding the crest of a wave at the moment. And next season isn't as, as successful as this. And we can't guarantee European football every season like those teams most likely can. So we're a long way away, I think, from being able to compete with the top, top teams on transfers if they're wanted by a Barcelona, a Madrid, a Man City oh. or a Bayern Munich or someone like that. I wouldn't that. say like a long way away because Jeff Shee come out in the week saying we're going to be bigger in Man City and his aims within five years so you know I mean I think we've got to stop getting we've got to try and get the mentality out of us now that I'm not going to be surprised like if we're linked with the Shell Felix I'm just never ruling it out in my head anymore whereas last summer I was ruling Matinho out so you know what I mean as Wolves fans because this has happened so quickly this, this success if we're linked with an absolute wonder kid a year ago I'd be like nah but now I mean I'm, I'm open to anything I think anything could happen <laughs> Perfect. Right, okay, uh, we'll move on to Fantasy Leagues. Hi, I'm Matt Murray. You're listening to the 77 Club. 77 Club for life, yo. So it is something that we haven't really touched upon at all this season, <laughs> but it was um, the the dreamteamfc.com Fantasy League. And we said at the beginning the winner can do something we don't know what the prize is yet um so if you're steve priest and you're listening um take him to thought park a fan fan cast t-shirt is on its way to you (laughs) um however we said that we'll all get involved and the loser will will buy a curry (laughs) so obviously that's uh that's where we're at now and jack you're not doing very well obviously you've got quite a bit of ground to make up so you're 40th in the league. How many is uh, it? 40. One, one, <laughs> 39. 1,000. 
849 points for Jack and next up is Bayliss with 1891 so it's going to be a considerable considerable swing to pull that back because then in th- uh, third place you've got Harry who's only eight points ahead of Bayliss and then I'm just going to scroll up to near the top <laughs> hang on right there one second uh, next thing you've got Seb 2121 and then oh sorry I'm just going to keep scrolling up and a second at uh, uh, yeah, uh, 2,151 for me. So, and um, that actually only gets you 11th place. How many have we got so in it, seriously? I, was it 50 odd? Is that good? 55 Yeah. I mean, you've got to give Steve props because he has been up the top the whole season. Every time I've 2, checked. 2,401 points. Uh, so, it's it's know, only seven entries we have. Yeah, so we'll definitely promote it a little bit more next season. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm resigned to the fact now that I'm I'm done. I mean, it's it took me literally, I only learned about two weeks ago that, like, it's not just Premier League games. There's also Champions <laughs> League games. Yeah, you're over league, isn't there? This is the thing. I haven't got time to be fanning around with a bloody dream team every week and looking at it. And I always do the same thing. I look at it the first week of the season then don't look at it until about four weeks ago. I mean, I'm not going to be funny, Jack, but three of your players actually got minus points this week <laughs> and three of them got zero. <laughs> but, but I, 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 I gambled, you see, because I thought I've got, I've got to catch Bayliss. So I changed them to play who he didn't have so I just had to use you know just had to try and throw the dice at it to see if it would work but it didn't work no. it didn't work no and obviously as a vegetarian I'm going to be uh, a flexitarian for that meal and it's going to be a lobster and caviar masala <laughs> for me at six nans I'll have 16 cobras <laughs> 16 cobras <laughs> 16 cobras we will move on now to Harry's <laughs> funny story funny story this week comes from two of the best pundits in Britain, Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville. Now they I were thinking you say Jack and Bailey. Uh, oh yeah, I was, and I changed my mind last minute. No, but um, they were uh, walking round the Man City Etihad Stadium on Monday Night Football, and Gary Neville was on his Snapchat, like doing like one of his stories. I think it was Instagram actually. But anyway, they were walking round, and Carragher goes, "Hey, Gary, it's the Legends Lounge, obviously in Man City's ground." He goes, "Oh, here we go." And Carragher turns around, and goes, "No one's in it." <laughs> Banter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the Man City fans are biting, weren't oh, they? Oh, big time. To be fair, big time. On the whole Premier League. Pretty funny from Carragher. Obviously, he's used to spitting, but he spat out a funny joke there. <laughs> Excellent. Time for this. Magic mirror on the wall. Who's got the smallest of them all? Jack. Is it big enough to impress the ladies, or will they feel intimidated by the bloke at the urinals? His is massive, apparently. We're talking about IQs. Get your heads out of the gutter. Filthy animals. It's time for the 77 Club Quiz. And the quiz this week comes from moi. And let's see. Let's give it, let's get an order quickly, gents. One, two, Bayliss, Harry, Jack. Excellent. Okay, question number one for Bayliss. Uh, play for both. Liverpool and Wolves so I'll give you some clues and you got to guess who it is so you've got one of those each in the first set of questions 665 games for the Reds winning two European Cups two UEFA Cups an FA Cup four league titles and a League Cup with Wolves this is one you should get by this it is because it's like from way back when yeah but seems we haven't won the League Cup for a while well 1980s last time so it's got to be that correct one. so it's the it's the two 70s wins it of the a- European Cup for, Liv- for Liverpool I just can't pick a player out that played at Wolves I'll have to guess Andy Gray but I know it isn't the answer 
It is not. Anyone else has no to guess idea. on that? Jack? No? Emlyn Hughes no. is the answer. Emlyn Hughes captained both sides to cup victories. Uh, Harry, same for you. Played for both. Played 81 times for Liverpool and via a spell at Middlesbrough joined Wolves in 2002. Paul Ince. Paul Ince is correct. Uh, Jack, same for you. Exploded onto the scene in 1997 with Wolves. He wound up at Liverpool in 2008. Oh. Robbie Keane. <laughs> Robbie Keane. Bailey's got stitched that round. Jesus, what? <laughs> well, you, mate, you should be getting Emlyn Hughes. I'm sorry, but your dad will, your dad will ring you up. <laughs> He'll find out what your number is and ring you up and, and give you a bollock. You can't use a phone. Now you don't know who your dad is. Next one, Bayless. That's Jack. That's Jack. <laughs> That's true. We know who's been relegated this season, but name the three from the Premier League last season. Swansea. The shit. Yeah. Stoke. Ooh, well done. Very good. Good work. Ja- Harry. Name the four clubs in the championship playoffs... Villa, Albion, Derby, and Leeds. Oh, well done. Very good. I think I think I might be getting stitched here now. I think. Bloody hope so. In 1972, <laughs> who came third in the third he's, division he's is the, what I want to hear. League One playoffs. He's going to be something like that. <laughs> At time recording, add Manchester City and Liverpool's points total, and subtract Huddersfield's. Oh, that's a good one. Oh god! I just feel I've got fifteen. I think. Um, you gotta give me a second. This is mental maths. Um, mental. Right, I've got to go with one hundred and seventy-four. One hundred and seventy-four is correct. Ninety-five plus ninety-four will give you one hundred and eighty-nine minus fifteen for Huddersfield. One hundred and seventy-four. Good work. Now we're going into second highest scorers in the Premier League because I thought top scorers is going to be pretty easy, especially for the teams. You know, throughout the league, the best player normally top scorer. So, um, Bayliss, start with you. Second highest scorer at Cardiff City. The bloke that scored that absolute worldie against us. Oh, no, you're on about it, yeah. Hoylet. Junior Hoylet. Incorrect. Anyone has a guess? I'm going to go curveball and big the big centre back. Is it Bamba? Sol Bamba is correct, Harry. Oh my Good God, work. is it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I was kind of joking. Kamaraza and Bobby Reid, actually top scorers with five goals each. Harry, second highest scorer for Fulham. Oh. I'll go with the legend himself, Sessignon. Sessignon! <laughs> Incorrect. Anyone hazard a guess as to who that is? Is it Mitrovic? It isn't. He's top scorer on 11, but Andre Schürrle has six goals for Fulham this season. And Jack, this is for a clean sweep, three out of three. This ain't happening. If it's Huddersfield, I've got no chance. (laughs) Burnley. Peter Crouch. (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't scored from us, Peter Crouch. He can't walk anymore. I couldn't even tell you Burnley's top scorer. Chris Wood. I've got no idea. Sam Vokes. Chris Sam Wood. Vokes is gone. Chris Wood is oh. the correct answer. Yeah. Ashley Barnes is their top scorer with 11. Uh, Bayliss gets the bungee points, which are completely pointless. 
and it's going to be a tiebreaker, which I have. And interestingly, I thought Connor Cody has played every Premier League minute for Wolves. That's 3,240 minutes. But how many players have played the same this season across the league? So, Jack, if you want to send me your answer and then... Once I've got that, Harry, you can read it. You can say yours out loud. Okay, I've got Jack's answer. So, Harry, what are you going to go for? Um, Originally, the number that flashed my head was five, but I'm going to go with six. Okay, and Jack has gone with 20. (laughs) And the answer is actually 12. So, Harry, that gives you... Quiz. And I'll give you a quick rundown of what I thought it was quite interesting. And obviously, man, a few but, keepers in there, uh, quite a few oh, goalkeepers, shit, yeah. but not as many as you think. So, De Gea, uh, Dubravka, Etheridge, Fabianski, Foster, me, uh, Milivojevic, Pickford, and Allison and Edison, Kasper Schmeichel. So, those are your lot. Interestingly, I think the only thing that would keep Patricia out. Is obviously Ruddy's appearance against Cardiff. I think was it? Would that be the only one? And obviously yeah. the uh, ten seconds the other day against. Fulham. <laughs> so, that, there you go. That, that wasn't even a minute though, would it? That's no, like, no. Excellent. Right. Okay. And that brings an end to episode seventy-five of the Seventy-Seven Club. Your pundits this week have been Harry Mansell. Goodbye, Dan Bayliss. Goodbye, Wolves fans. And Jack Williams. Bye, everybody. Good game. Good game. Good game. Seventy-seven Club. The Wolves podcast for the Gold and Black Army. Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.